Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Nostalgia Cops. My name is Lynn. I'm your co-host. And I'm Evan, your other co-host. How you doing, Evan? I'm good. How are you, Lynn? I'm good. How was your week? It was good. It was good. It was really yeah. good. What'd you do? Oh, God, this week. Um, I did some more improv rehearsal. Um, I did some did some online shopping for said improv rehearsals. Wow, you have an interesting life that you do online shopping. <laughs> yeah, I bought wow. stuff. I to... wish I could do online shopping. Yeah. What did you do this week, Lynn? Uh, worked. Worked. And came home. Uh-huh. And played video games. Hey, there you go. I, I'm not that interested. Yeah, sounds like a fun week. Um, but yeah, ha- have you been into any shows as of late? Uh, shows? Uh, any shows? I've been watching that new Queer Eye on Netflix. We've been that, watching that. That mo- that show makes me cry. Yes. Just just for um, reference, I have never seen like the original Queer Eye. Uh-huh. Never saw it. But this remake mm-hmm. makes me cry like a baby yeah it makes me do the same thing it's just so touching yeah. and i love i love the fab five they're uh-huh. all wonderful yes. and i i would love to like get a beer with all of them oh yeah absolutely yeah um so so hey lynn what are we doing here on nostalgia cops what, what are we is- doing well that's why i was talking about shows okay okay because people may know us from our other podcast read between yes but uh this is a new show that we're doing this is brand spanking new yeah and this is your baby this This is my brainchild this is your brainchild that i decided to give birth after um what like three two months four months almost oh god four months we've been we've been doing read between for four months now that doesn't it doesn't feel like four months yeah we started back in october anyway (laughs) yes um so yeah what's nostalgia cops so so the reason why i'm bringing up shows Uh is because you and i we tend to talk a lot about tv shows we do and we tend to talk a lot about tv shows that we saw when we were younger Mm -hmm. much much younger so if we see like a reboot of a show on a Network will go. Oh my God! I remember that show. And too many, too many times I I can count mm-hmm. where you have said something, and I was like, "What is that gibberish coming out of your mouth?" Ah, yes. Like when you mentioned Beetleborgs for the first time, mm-hmm. I was like, "I've never. What is that? I've <laughs> never heard of it." And then when you mentioned stuff like Code Lyoko or yeah, Naruto, and, I'm like, "What and the you're fuck like, is what that? What the hell is that?" So I I also have a very big affinity for like rewatch podcasts. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of just like sitting down watching a show and then talking about it. Yeah, which um, we normally do in our off time. That's anyway. That's what we do anyway in our yeah. off time. Um, and we find someone to chew our ear, chew their ear off, and exactly. why not chew the ear off of the entire internet? Yeah, exactly. Um, so what I want nostalgia cops to be is just that you and I kind of like reliving our our childhood, and um, watching shows that. Maybe we've seen, maybe we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. So I did, I did, I did assign you a project. You did that you vehemently ignored. Did not vehemently ignored. You know been, you ignored it's been it. Very busy, but I I do have a mental list. I just have to get it written down. Um, I so my project for you. Yes. Is that you need to have a list made. Uh huh. By our next podcast for yes. this. However, I will say this podcast is not going to be weekly like Read Between. It's, it's going to be monthly. Oh, I have time. So, like, you have plenty of time to do <laughs> this. Um, I didn't I didn't want this podcast to be a weekly thing. That's a lot. To, that's a lot of, like, that's, consumption. That's commitment. You know, like, it's, it's a lot. And on yeah. top of, like, everything that we already do, yeah. it's too much. Yeah. So, it's a, month, it's a monthly thing. So, you're going to have to wait at the end. It's, it's going to be released um, the last Friday of every month. Yeah. So when you listen to this, it's probably March 30th. Yeah. So for you um, listeners out there, sorry, you're only going to get an episode sorry. once a month. But hey, what is nice is that, you know, we can on our 
Twitter handle at mm-hmm. Nostalgia Cops. We can tell you what we decide to pick, or we can discuss. We can tell what we're going to pick at the end mm-hmm. of each episode. Not sure how this is going to go yet. Yeah, still kind of playing it by ear. Yeah, but that way, if you want to watch along with us, say mm-hmm. you have never heard of the Beetleborgs, and that's the show we pick, mm-hmm. then maybe you can watch it with us, and then. Listen to the podcast. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I, I don't know how this piece of shit's going to turn out. And I think one of the cool things about this is that a lot of the stuff that we that I know you've put on your list, yeah. like your initial list, can be found on like Netflix or Amazon or YouTube. It's very easy to find yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. There are some I'm a little worried because like there are some like uh, The Misfits where like mm. I had to watch that on YouTube. Uh-huh. When I was 13, and now I have to try and find it in the real world, and it's probably not on YouTube anymore because there's boobs in that. Uh, okay. Um, and like, uh, you know, Paradise Kiss. That was something else that I had to watch on YouTube in like 280p, and like, you know, it was blocky and shit. And now mm. I have to try and find that, and it's very hard anime to find because no one knows about it. Looks so. like we gotta be buying more Blu rays. Yeah. Oh my god, but like, <laughs> and Matt, we're gonna look like the biggest fucking weebs because let me tell you. First of all, audience, let me just tell you, I have about a, a little over 130 shows listed. Jesus. So the, the rule is, of this podcast, mm-hmm. make a list of shows you've watched up until you were about 18. Don't choose anything that's too young, like Barney and, and you know, the more motor skills learning shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are, like, too young. And those are hard to digest times, and too. Not necessarily hard to digest, but they weren't made for entertainment. They were made yeah. for motor skills. They were made for refinement. Educational purposes. And education. I think the only educational thing I have listed is Bill Nye the Science Guy. And yeah. I wouldn't... I would I would teeter-tot that. I'd categorize that more in the entertainment side. Because he was I mean, entertaining. Yeah. And and um, Magic School Bus, like that that does teach you about things. Yeah. But again, in a fun way. Mm-hmm. So don't don't make it something like Barney or. Okay. Um. Well, then that just kind of ruins what I had. Yeah, my you li- watched Barney up until my, you were eighteen. My right? list was all out of the my list was out of the box and. <laughs> well, I Barney. did I do have out of the box on the list too, Jeez. but I should probably take that off. That's probably a little too young. So long, farewell. No, oh I'll my stop. god. <laughs> Um, My 90s kid is showing. So, yeah. So, up until about 18, because mm-hmm. you and I met when we were in college. So, mm-hmm. a lot of the shows after that we've watched together. Mm-hmm. Um, if you and I both... It's okay for us to have matching shows. like Because, gotcha. like, what I want is just, like, word vomit on a page. Yeah, there's going to be overlap. Um, but if there is overlap, like, obviously, I can tell you one thing that we both will have on our list is SpongeBob. Absolutely. Um if we watch SpongeBob, uh-huh. automatically cro- cross it off the next person's list. Fair enough. Um, and that's that's how it's going to go. That way, we're not rewatching shows, mm-hmm. um, especially if we've already like watched it and reviewed it. Yeah. It's not going to make sense for us to go back and do that again. Gotcha. Unless if it's something that's like, you know, widely or like we do like or if we've done a pre like if say in the case of SpongeBob where we've done like where if we'll do a review of the series we can review one of the movies or something like yeah that. like if if somebody wants us to bring back a show that mm-hmm. like we both liked or they liked the discussion yeah we can go back and rewatch it because yeah. the other thing is that again we only have a month to watch this mm-hmm. and something like Naruto which I can tell you is on my list has like six hundred episodes Ugh. and we can't watch that within a month. I don't know so, if I want to. <laughs> so the rule is, if the season is short enough, we'll watch the whole season. Okay. And that's like, 
if the show itself is one season and mm-hmm. it's only like eight episodes, I don't see what's wrong with us sitting down and watching a 20-minute animated show. Fair enough. You know, mm-hmm. eight times. Yeah. But if it's something that's really, really long, let's watch like the first five or six, you that know? Um, that's fair. That way we have a good idea mm-hmm. of what we had just watched. That works for me. So I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be interesting. I think the folks at home will really like this. Hopefully. And they'll get to kind of experience, especially since I feel like most of our demographic for our show is sort of in that maybe late teen, like late teens, early twenties. Yeah. You know, you you're a millennial probably. Yeah. Most, most people listening to this are probably millennials. So you know, hopefully it's nostalgic for you, yeah. or hopefully you know if you guys have a show that you think we have not heard, which I don't know about you, I, I watched a lot of TV growing mm-hmm. up. Yep. But um, if you have a show that you think we have never heard of, tell us, and we'll sit down and, and put it on the list. You know, maybe we'll make a third list. Yeah. And, the, fan, and the fan list. The fan list, if, if there's stuff that we haven't recognized. Yeah. So how can people reach us if they want to send us so, yeah, we, suggestions? We do have some social media outlets. Um, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, and we have an email as of now. Um, so all of it is um, Nostalgia Cops. So Facebook.com backslash Nostalgia Cops. Uh, Twitter is at NostalgiaCops, and the email is NostalgiaCops at gmail.com. Wow. It's all very simple. No no one has taken this phrase yet, and I'm wow. very – that's very. why I use it. That's why it doesn't make too much sense in my opinion. But, but, I like, <laughs> but no, I, it, may, it makes total sense for what we're doing because, you know, we're going to go back and we're going to judge the hell out of this shit. Hell yeah. Because we're coming at it with fresh eyes because I can tell you there's some stuff that I remember watching in my childhood that we have watched as adults – and oh my god, it's absolutely terrible. Oh my god. Like, um, the Pee-wee's, Ar- Pee-wee's Playhouse is on my list. Okay. I haven't watched that since I was like a kid, so that's going to be fun. I watched, we watched VR Troopers. VR Troopers was the weirdest shit. Dear god. That Didn't was... he have like a play iguana? He had a pet iguana he would carry around. Uh, I in, guess, in but VR we, Troopers. we should save that discussion for I'm when sorry. we actually get to VR Troopers. Anyway, so this, but. this is how it's going to go. Let's actually get into um, the first part of this podcast, which is um, discussing um, what we're going to pick. Okay. All right. So um, for the sake of our recording setup, I can't open up the word pad that I have on our laptop to show you what you have to choose. Well, I see, here's the thing too. I don't really want to show you. I might mm-hmm. just give you, I might just say, hey, pick one through 10 or whatever. Okay. Just so it's like super at random. Okay. And we're not playing favorites. Fair enough. Um, but I had to email it to myself <laughs> because our computer would probably cry if I tried to open it. Yeah. So, um, that's, why, me... that's why I want to put an SSD in this thing <laughs> to make it go faster. <laughs> gotta go super fast. I gotta go super fast. Maybe we should just cops. finally build a desktop. <laughs> dude, we're moving into a new apartment. Yo, dude, I know, dude. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so this is what I have for you, Evan. Yes. The first half of this podcast is me is one of us this week this month it's you choosing from my list and then you explaining and then um me giving a bit of history and then us talking about it a little bit see okay. what we know about it sounds good so out of the 130 i've only <laughs> i've only written um little uh little scripts for about 10 of them you cannot look sir i'm not looking i'm looking at the microphone um you can only um, i'm looking at the microphone not looking at your list um i have about 10 that you can choose from so give me a number one through ten Ooh. Okay. Um, I want to be democratic about this, so I want to ask the cats. Cats? Which... They, are, they are both sleeping. Okay, I'm going to go with the number six. <laughs> six. <laughs> that, de- that democratic process did not work. Okay, you might have watched this growing up. 
Okay. You might have watched this. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Dexter's Laboratory. Ooh. All right? That's a good one. So, um, just to give you a little bit of background on this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, American comic science fiction animated TV series. Um, I cannot pronounce the guy's name. Who made Jendi Tartakovsky. Thank you. Jendi Tartakovsky. He created it for Cartoon Network, so... Mm-hmm. That's, that's where it lives. That's what it was created for. That was its purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's known for being the first of the network's cartoon cartoons. Do you remember that growing up? I, I remember that was, like a, that was like a programming block that they yes. had where it was like, it was that. Um, was, uh, was Powerpuff, it Powerpuff Girls. Girls. Like, was it Courage the Cowardly Dog? No. Was no. it like Johnny Bravo? Uh, Johnny Bravo was on um, it. What was, I feel like there was another one that I'm missing that Maybe was Maybe Samurai Jack. That was la- I feel like that was later. It might have been later, Samurai actually. Samurai Jack was, like, early 2000s. That's true. Yeah. But do you, you remember cartoon yes, cartoons? Yes, I in do. In fact, um, when, that, when that block of time came on, uh-huh. the character that would shout cartoon cartoons was Dexter. Okay, okay. So he, the show, kick-started Dexter's. That, that's what Dexter's okay. Laboratory kick-started. It was okay. cartoon cartoons. Got it. So yeah. it premiered in 1996. Oh, wow, that long ago. Yeah, believe it or not, I was surprised. I thought it was more like 99, yeah, but it was I, 96. Well, when you're younger, you think things have been around. like. Or, That's true, because yeah. I was only like two by then. I was three. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, for those who haven't heard of Dexter's Laboratory, um, Dexter is a boy genius, an inventor who built a secret laboratory in his basement. Mm-hmm. Um, he is constantly butting heads with his ballerina sister, Dee Dee. Yes. Um, who always finds a way into his lab to play with his newest inventions. Um, when, De- when Dee Dee isn't making Dexter's life miserable, you can count on fellow, ge- fellow genius and neighbor uh, Mandark to be Mandark. another thorn in Dexter's side. God, I completely forgot. I forgot that. about Mandark too. Yeah. I always thought it was just Dee Dee, but no, Mandark was like his, that was his rival, not okay. his sister. Um, but his sister did like to tear apart his laboratory. Oh yeah, so yeah, much. very much so. Yes. So, what do you remember from Dexter? Um, I remember Dexter. Dexter is a character being very. Um, oh gosh, he he was really like I did um, very like boisterous. He talked like this and had some sort of Swedish accent. I don't know if it was Swedish. It, it, it was I think it was more so like a nasally, like, European kind of deal. And it was weird because his whole entire family was American. Yeah. Dee Dee was just, like, a loud, loud, like, kind of Valley Girl-esque kind. But I don't want to say, I don't think Valley more. I think what it was with, with her, it was almost as if they took the approach of Garfield and Odie. Yes, you the very I mean? annoying character and the very stoic, you know, I don't really care about you one bit. Leave me yeah, alone. Yeah, like, let me do my own thing. Yeah. You know, I think I think that's really the best way to describe it, where, mm-hmm. you know, Dexter was obviously Garfield. He wanted to be left alone. Yeah. Um, more specifically, in his lab mm-hmm. with his inventions. And Dee Dee always came in and messed everything up. Mm-hmm. So. I remember him liking to uh, dance in the shower naked. What? There was There were a lot of times that i remember him dancing with no clothes on that's with a like thing suds. to remember i i don't know it's weird you just when you think about a show you get like specific visions that pop yeah. up of things that you remember seeing yeah and like that's one of the things i remember okay. it's like a weird thing because as we know a lot of nine a lot of 90s cartoons and like nickelodeon and cartoon network shows have a lot of really weird shit when you watch them now. yeah because like you don't recognize it as a kid uh-huh. and nowadays like i think uh it's a little too risque to do that oh yeah you know um, 
One of the other things I remember is that the parents did not know about the lab. Yes, and, they were very they were oblivious to it. They had and, no idea. Yeah, even though it was underneath their house, and there were like multiple entrances to the lab throughout his entire house, throughout I think like the town mm-hmm. too. And the um, one the one thing I don't really remember much about his about the show was like his um, experiments. I don't remember very much what like specific kind of science he did. I don't remember. It was that. more inventions, I think. Yeah, but more, like, I I don't remember either. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Like what he made, I just remember Dee Dee trying to mess it up, or Dee Dee trying to mm-hmm. like expose the lab to his parents, or yeah. like being in some sort of like Man Dark's getting involved in some way. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a lot of characters being in this show. Yeah, it was very it was a very insular show with just a small cast. Yeah, that's what I remember yeah. as well. I do, but I do remember, um, as most people know, Jendi Tartakovsky, amazing animator, amazing cartoonist and artist. The stuff he drew was ridiculous. So like it was, yeah. it was very, very well done, very well done animation. Because he then went on to do Samurai Jack, mm-hmm. which was fucking amazing. Yeah. Which I hope that I think that's on our list. It's and, on my list. And I hope we get to do that at some point. Yeah. I hope we get to do that because they're they're releasing the Blu-ray of Samurai Jack, the complete series, mm. and I want to buy that so bad. <laughs> so I, that's hopefully something we I hope we get to. Because I'd like to relive that. Because I don't remember watching much of that. But that sort of... I think Jenny Tartakovsky sort of put his toes in the water with Dexter's. Mm. And I think that was more of his kind of jump into comedy. Because I think he also was tied to do a Popeye movie at some point. Maybe. Tartakovsky was tied to do a Popeye movie for Sony in the mid-2000s. Which I think they chose him because of his um, initial run with Dexter's Lab. Okay. And his ability to do comedy as well as animation. And I think... He's also done the Hotel Transylvania movies. Those were his babies that he's done they recently. They were? Yes. Hotel Transylvania was Jendi Tartakovsky. Did not know. Yes. So he's gone on to have quite a prolific career. Mm. Um, and I think he was a uh, consultant on the new series of Samurai Jack. Okay. Yeah, right, because there's a new... Or did that already come out, the new it already, Samurai Jack? It already Jack. came out. Yeah, it was the, the latest season. Okay. So. Yeah, so that's that's all I got, really. My My... You didn't pick. You didn't pick one of the longer prompts. Some of these mm-hmm. prompts, like there's so much history behind uh-huh. the show, or the show had such like a long run mm-hmm. that it was really hard to like narrow it down. But yeah. but Dexter's is pretty cut and dry. Like yeah. it was just something that that Jenny did to get his foot in the water, and mm-hmm. and it ended up being a huge hit. It ended yeah. up sparking cartoon cartoons. Yeah. So um, I think yeah. I think one of the big things why we're not having much luck kind of bringing anything in right now is because these shows have been off the air for so long and they don't replay them. Mm-mm. don't see them on Cartoon Network anymore. So it's like, yeah. there's not that quick recall that we would have of something mm-hmm. like, oh, I remember this episode real clearly. I remember this episode real clearly. I, I just remember, like I said, Dee Dee fucking up his lab all the time. Yep. But I also remember his ma- his lab being like gigantic. Like It was huge. Like pretty much its own town. Yeah. So like if she did mess something up, he was like, I'll fix it later. I have an entire lab. Yeah. Like kind of thing. Yeah. So I, that's what I do remember. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Like we, I haven't watched that show since I was less, like younger than 10, probably. Yeah, and um, and so I yeah. I'm trying to think of like the way that we would watch it. Like I don't because I know there's like that boomerang service that has some old cartoons. Boomerang but I, might have it, but um, I don't I don't know how how far forward that goes in terms of like stuff that's Amazon on there. might have it. Probably. You can find it. You can find it. Some of it you might be able to find on YouTube. Yeah, there are some shows on here that I know um, networks have sold to mm-hmm. YouTube, and you can find actual series on YouTube for okay. free. Cool. Like, like Code Lyoko was for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was sold by the the network that ran it in, in Canada, I believe. Okay. So, some of them we will be able to find. Cool. 
Um, it is going to take some digging around. It will, yeah. <laughs> and if we don't find it, well, then we're just going to have to, you know, reshoot the episode. <laughs> or uh, find some uh, less legal ways to find the show. Look, cops listening, I'm, I'm an innocent girl. We're, we're the nostalgia cops, so we've got jurisdiction in this space, folks. <laughs> we have badges. <laughs> we, we, have, we have badges. You'll see eventually. We have badges. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for this first half. Now it's up to us to go and watch the show, uh-huh. take notes, yep. and come back before March 30th. Oh, so now now we get to sit on the couch and watch watch television? Pretty much, yeah. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. And we are back after watching four episodes of Dexter's Lab. Yes. How do you have, just general consensus, how do you feel about the show? Um, Watching it through 24-year-old eyes, I... Uh, I didn't really like it as much. I didn't like it either. Yeah, the way it's the way it's set up is, you know, is not very entertaining. It, you know, leaves it it kind of starts something but ends it very abruptly and yeah. I kind of couldn't get into it. So, before we before we discuss any further, why don't we go over the episodes we watched? Yes. I didn't write Did you write down the titles at all or no? Uh yeah, I wrote down the titles, yeah. Okay, so um, episode 1 First of all, uh, the one thing that I did not remember about the show at all is that there's three acts, not mm-hmm. two, yeah. which was really weird. Yeah. So we'll get into that more once we get to the second act. But yeah. so the f- part one of mm-hmm. the first episode, what was that called? That was called D Dimensional. Okay, D Dimensional, and I I remember this one now. Mm-hmm. This one was the one where Dexter had to keep sending Dee Dee back in time. Yes. Because this like weird sludge monster was trying to eat him. Yeah, and he needed to he needed to go back. She needed to go back in time to tell Dexter yeah. to stop the, doing the experiment. And mm-hmm. and every time she would go back, um, he would be like, "Oh, you're stupid. I don't know what you're talking about." So that's the number one thing I want to talk about with mm-hmm. this is that Dexter is fucking sexist. Yes, he's very sexist. Oh my god, very like, Eastern European, which. Based on the entire family, which we'll get to in later episodes, the entire family. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how he got this accent. I don't understand either. He must be adopted. Well, that has to be it, I feel. Because he's also, like, extremely... His body is just fucking weird. Uh-huh. Not to say that Dee Dee's body isn't. Well, I, I, I wrote down in my notes here, I have Dee Dee has no torso, and Dexter's maybe a foot and a half tall. I think... What did I write? I wrote, um... I was like, either Dee Dee's a Titan or Dex or Dexter is like too short. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, it was so bad. Um, but but yeah, that that's what I remember of the first episode is is that he kept telling her to shut up and uh-huh. oh you're such a stupid woman and yeah. and stuff like that. And and the one thing I didn't like about this one, which actually can be said for all three parts of this first episode, is that it ends with a very unsatisfying conclusion. There's there's no conclusion. Because thinking in a comedic sense, comedic sense is all about rule of thirds. Yeah. You know, if something happens once, it should happen again, and then again to finish it off. Mm-hmm. Because they do the time travel once, okay, they go back. They do the time travel twice, okay, and then it ends. There's no rule of thirds conclusion. Yeah. So in my comedic brain, I'm like, this doesn't compute. This doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And and really, I think out of the four episodes we watched, only one episode 
with all three parts had good conclusions. Mm -hmm. And I was so disappointed when it went back to the old format of like leaving you on a cliff note that's never solved. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, no, that's not how you make a show. Yeah, it's it's very unsatisfying to watch. At least this first episode was. So just moving on, because I don't want this to be too long. Mm -hmm. Moving on to the second part. And this is going to be the second act of Dexter's Laboratory for the next three shows. Mm are all the same. It's all the short call M for monkey. Yeah, dial M for monkey. Which I did not remember. I didn't either. Until I saw it. When I saw it, I was like, this makes sense because mm-hmm. I remember Agent Honeydew wanted to fuck this monkey. Which, again, <laughs> is a running... Oh, God. We'll get it... We'll so get... weird. We'll get into it more because the well, last episode we watched, you finally are introduced to Agent Honeydew. That's the other thing. Is and, that... this, and the weird sexual undertones in yes. their relationship. Yes. And, and that's the thing, too, is... um. When you when you meet M for Monkey, the entire so I looked this up because I did not remember Dial M for Monkey at all okay. until I saw it, and then I kind of remembered it, uh-huh. and then I kind of remembered walking away and making lunch and eating lunch while that portion of the show was gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So um, there were only like six shorts of Dial M for Monkey. Oh, really? There okay. weren't a lot. I don't think they were well received. Couldn't f- figure out like why they decided to do that or how or anything. Yeah. I couldn't figure that out. Well, just by watching them, I can definitely see why they yeah. were well-received. Um, so, like, the entire synopsis of Dial M for Monkey is that, you know, Monkey is a lab monkey that, that Dexter owns, and Dexter's upset because there's nothing extraordinary about him. That he can that see. That he can see. And then Monkey, and this is what gets me. Mm-hmm. Monkey is the last superhero you call to the scene when the rest are busy. Yeah. That is literally his job, is mm-hmm. like... <laughs> He's like not a good superhero, but he's there if you need him. He's he's like he's like the designated hitter of any yeah. superhero. Like yeah. he's just there if any. Like he's just there to to be a superhero. He's not yep. there to like do anything else. And they didn't even give him a good name. No, it's just monkey. It's just monkey. His name is monkey. His superhero name is monkey. Nothing different about him. His costume is just a black latex, a black spandex suit with an M. With on his a forehead. yellow M. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's like. The meh part about it, right? Yeah, the um, minky part about it. All right. <laughs> you can leave that at the door. So, with this first episode of Dial M for Monkey, it's just... We do get our first taste of Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny, yes, we do. We do. We do. Um, so, basically, the whole the whole premise of it is there's a lava monster magnanimous that's, like, taking over a city. And Monkey is the one that goes to stop it. Yeah, but... The thing is, is that he wasn't taking over the city. He was napping, and they, and they wouldn't shut up. Yeah, the city wouldn't shut up. So he got up to tell them to be quiet. Yeah. And then everyone assumed. And so, like, mostly I felt bad for the monster, right? Because yeah. it's like, this monster just wants some sleep. Well, I, I wrote in my notes here, his issue is all about getting sleep. Just to use earplugs, maybe? Yeah, right? I mean, that would be a very or, simple or solution. Or just move? Who yeah. knows? Like, you live in the sewers. Everything's the connected. Country. Yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, so I just... And then, like you said, it didn't really end... Well, like, Monkey ends up showing up and, like, rocking him to sleep or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't care much for it. And and the um, intro confused me because you see Agent Honeydew. But, like I said, you won't see Agent Honeydew until, like, the third episode in. Mm-hmm. You they only don't... hear her. Like... Yeah, you don't, you don't get, like, the backstory of Monkey. You don't get the backstory of how he became a superhero, what mm-hmm. league he's in, until, like... You're halfway through with that series. Yeah. So I didn't get it, and I didn't like it. And every time it was on, I was like, ugh. Yeah. Except for the wrestling one, which we'll get into later. We'll get, we'll get into that one later. <laughs> <laughs> so the third one. What was the third act That was called? called Maternal Combat. So 
So that was the one where Dexter's mom was sick that day. Yes. And Dee Dee and Dexter had to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, my first thing that I said was, she's probably sick because she constantly wears those gross-ass yellow rubber yes. dish gloves. Like, <laughs> yes. bitch, take them off and you won't be sick. All the time. Yes. All the time. The apron and the dish gloves. And and she wear, she like she was in bed sick with that yes. outfit. <laughs> yes. Like, oh my God. And uh. I, I, I wrote for that one. Um, Dexter's an annoying little shit in the morning. Let your mom sleep, especially when she's yes. sick. Yes. And that's, again, like, this just shows you that Dexter's, like, the worst kid in the world. Mm-hmm. Because he's such an asshole to everybody around There's, him. like, no redeeming qualities to him. No, there really isn't. I agree. I don't think there's any redeeming it's, anything. Thinking about it, it's very. it would be very hard for a child to relate to a character like Dexter. Yeah. Because he's just an asshole. Exactly. And, like, he's, like, too smart, uh-huh. too brilliant, too confident, too cocky. Mm-hmm. I was none of those kid things as a kid, you know. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't know why I liked the show. If I'm honest, yeah. Um, and then I remember Dee Dee making a mud pie. Yes, which I wrote in all capital letters. Pie is not good breakfast food, Dee Dee. Yeah, I wrote eat my shit because uh, <laughs> regarding to the help because like she was listing everything off like they do in in the help, and yep. then she goes. Mud, <laughs> and like my thing is like Dexter was totally into that pie until he heard mud. Mm-hmm. If she just didn't list mud, mm-hmm. he would have been like scrumptious. Yeah. I want another slice. Yeah, you he would have been like, this is totally fine. Yep. So um, eventually, it turns out um, Dexter makes a mechanic mom, and then mm-hmm. Dee Dee reprograms that mom. So Dexter makes another mechanic mom, mm-hmm. and then they have a mechanic mom fight and like wreck the house. Yeah. And then the dad comes home and is like unfazed by it. Yeah, he, I, I wrote he's super oblivious to anything, which yeah. again, is, is the case later on in, in the series as well. Yeah, and well, it's also like, um, not only that, but how does the mom not hear? How does the neighbors not hear? Yeah. Like, like it's so funny. When, when you watch Dexter's Laboratory, the universe that surrounds it is school and home. Yeah. They don't, they don't, you know, I guess because they don't have time because mm-hmm. this entire thing is split into three parts It's three seven-minute clips, yeah. So, like, they don't have time to go into the outside world, but it's weird because, like, you would expect there to be, you know, someone raising an alarm to this. Mm-hmm. So I think they could have been able to interpret, like, to incorporate that yeah. a bit easier if they had more than seven minutes yeah. per episode. Which, th- we'll, we'll talk about that. I have thoughts on that when we get into sort of, like, our general thoughts later so, on. So, yes. So, um, moving on to episode two, like we said, episode one has no good conclusions. Mm-hmm. I don't think episode two or episode two does either. Oh, the one thing I wanted to say about uh, episode one yeah. is that in the third part, how is Dexter so buff under his clothes all the time? I don't know, but that is that is a reoccurring theme. I do remember Dexter being buff in multiple episodes. I remember mm-hmm. that being a meme at one point. Yeah, you know, so like that's that is something that they do address mm-hmm. yeah. quite a few times. Um, so moving on, what's the first, what's the title of the first one? Uh, Dexter Dodgeball. Okay, so this was the one where, um, he had a gym pass, because he didn't like going to gym, Gym he wanted to spend it in the lab, and there was a substitute gym teacher who made him play, Mm -hmm. and it was always Dodgeball, Uh and they basically- yeah. <laughs> they always made it slow. I thought that was funny. The, I laughed a few times. There was that. there was the one scene where like all the kids were like, running, "No, no, help me, help yeah. me!" It reminded me of Saving Private Ryan. I was just about <laughs> to say it's like a war scene. It really was. Yeah. Um. And so like those few parts got a good chuckles out of me. Um. But then Dexter decides to like 
basically murder these children with a mech. Uh-huh. Like, that's really... the He, like, built a mech. He built a dodgeball Gundam, pretty much. Yeah. And then went to school, participated in dodgeball, set these dodgeballs on fire, mm-hmm. and then proceeded to fucking traumatize and murder three three people. Yeah. Like, it was... I was just... What the fuck? Um, yeah. <laughs> there was one point where there was a triple replay of the one kid getting hit, which was totally unnecessary. Like, it was yeah. the same... It was the same shot three times, just zoomed in a little further each time yes and and he at one point he substitutes the dodgeball with tnt yeah and i was like oh my god like there's going to be body parts everywhere yeah i don't i don't have a note for how this ended so i'm I'm assuming it was again it was it, i remember it was Dee because Dee Dee came in <gasps> right she threw the ball hit him in the head and she's like you're out yeah so again that inconclusive Quick ending. Let's move into the next subject. And, and again, Dee Dee making Dexter look like a chump, as she always yes, does. Yes, as she always does. Yes. yes. Um, so, the next one was... Was Rasslor. Ra- was Rasslor. Or, I don't know if we ever looked this up, but we, we're pretty sure this was Randy Savage. This was here. Macho Man Randy Savage. It this, was. This, okay. Yes. This... I, I, I'm dead, I am dead positive that, that was Macho Man Randy Savage. It, it, the way the character looked and the voice, it was absolutely... Yeah, I, like, if, if anyone was able to, um, you know, interpret um, Randy Savage in such a way like that, like, mm-hmm. they, it, like if that was not him, whoever was doing the voice mm-hmm. was doing it very well. It, it, it is. It is, it okay. Is. We just, I just looked it up, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um, so Randy Savage is in this episode. He plays, like, the best wrestler in the world. He plays the best wrestler in the universe that yes. comes to Earth to challenge Earth's uh, mightiest heroes mm-hmm. because uh, he figures if if Earth can't create a hero that like can stand up to him, then what good is Earth? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much his whole thing. So there's this knockoff Justice League full of like yeah. full of crap heroes like uh, like Val Val, ha- Val Halen. Okay, it was like this. Van Halen looking like Thor-ish character that had a yeah. guitar. They had like a discount super old style um, Iron Man that I remember seeing. Yes. They had their discount Captain America. Major Glory. Major Glory, yes. Sam R.I. Yes, Which yes. was a samurai, of course. Very, uh, very, very racist. Stereotypical racist yes. voice. Um, my one major note about this entire episode, I miss Macho Man Randy Savage. No. Just he- just hearing that voice just made me really miss him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom Kenny was also in this episode playing yes. more crowd work. And um, he also played Val Halen. He also played Val Halen, yes. Um, this was also the second dial-in for Monkey episode in a row where uh, a giant crowd willed Monkey back to life because in the magnanimous one... That happened as well. Yeah, he got thrown into the pit and then they were like, Monkey... Monkey, yes. monkey. And in my opinion, I feel like they're doing that because they're like, fuck, this is our last guy. <laughs> We're fucked. If we he are dead if he doesn't get up. All right, everyone just start cheering his name. Yep. He'll, he'll get it. He mm-hmm. likes it. Um, the voice for Monkey also annoys the shit out of me. It's just screeching, mm-hmm. and I hate it. And there's one point where he's, like, screeching and, like... And he's gyrating, and there's like this weird face. He's like, ah, 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 ah. And it's just like the weirdest fucking looking yeah. face ever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I, again, I don't have a note for the way that ended. Um, uh, Rasslor looked at Monkey when he willed himself back to life. He said, Any warrior that's willing to stand up and has that spirit is a true warrior in my book. But the one thing I had a question about huh. this was supposed to be a title fight because Rasslor had a title belt. You're right. So. Is that technically a no contest? Or did he just give Monkey the title? 
I don't know. I think they became best friends. I I think think that was the thing. You're my monkey friend now. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Moving swiftly along to the third part. (laughs) You just don't want my Macho Man impression. That's what it is. If I remember correctly, this was the episode where Dexter... um, Makes Dee Dee super smart. Correct. This was called Dexter's assistant. Yes. Okay. So the entire synopsis of this is that Dexter needs an assistant. He decides to give Dee Dee a full full brain transplant. So let's give context to why he needs an assistant. He built a machine where there's two pieces to it. Yeah. The one part is you have to start up this machine. And then the other part is you have to press a button once you start the machine. Yes. But Dexter's dumbass put the fucking button that you have to push all the at way the at, the, at the bottom of this hundred foot fucking crevice. He fucking made it. Oh, and this is something you're you're doing exactly what I want you to do. Um, this it also bothers me. He Dexter makes these inventions, gives uh-huh. them crazy ass names, but we're never told what they do. Exactly. Yes. So like, I don't know, man. Like this would be a great time to like teach kids about shit. Yeah, Even teach them about like, science. Seven minutes. But, like, he just has these crazy-ass names, and then, like, he presses a button on them, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, so what does it do? Yeah. So um, that was the one thing that really bo- bothered me. Mm-hmm. So you're right. He needs an assistant because he fucking engineered this machine mm-hmm. in the worst way possible. Yeah. Um. So he decides... He has a, a freezer full of brains. Yes, which I... He had, like, ten brains in there. So I... Okay, Hear me out. Uh-huh. I think this is looping back into episode one when he made that mech and killed all those kids. I think I think he he's harvested har- he's harvesting brains. the brains and like has them as backup. You know that's hmm, that's actually a really good theory. <laughs> well, that's one thing we haven't looked up is any sort of fan theories on this show. Yeah, well, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't want it to, I didn't want it to um, salt our. Are like our under- view. Yeah, like our I want to kind of come. The entire idea of this podcast is to go in it with new eyes. Yeah. But we could just we could explore theories later on because mm-hmm. I know like especially with Rugrats, Rugrats have some crazy ass theories. Yeah. So like um we could do that later on. Mm-hmm. Um but but yeah like just he has a freezer full of brains mm-hmm. and yeah. he literally takes his sister's brain out and replaces it with another and she's like hella smart Mm -hmm. like smarter than Dexter has ever been she's constantly showing him up and he hates it Mm -hmm. and the entire reason oh so the entire reason why he made the invention Mm -hmm. was for the science fair yes because he wanted to win the science fair for like the seventh or eighth year in a row yes and and again um, another weird thing his trophy room apparently Mm. is super shiny that you need sunglasses science fair trophies are not made of gold that, like, they're going to burn your eyes if you look at them. They had to be fucking plastic. So yeah. I, he's just showing... He's just... He's showing off. Yeah, he's showing off. He's um, a real, like, fucking show off. So, yeah. So they... He makes her super... Do you have any notes for this? Yeah. So basically what he does is he screws her head off like a fucking pickle jar. Yes. And then takes out her peanut brain, which was literally shaped like a peanut. See, I, I think I was taking a note at that point. I don't remember her br- seeing her. Her brain was literally shaped like a peanut. Wow, okay. He pulled it out of her head, and then he dropped one of the smart brains in it, screwed her head back on, and then somehow her – she got Dexter's accent as well when mm. she, when when he, when he screwed in the new brain. The accent. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about. It started out as, as Dexter's accent, and then it turned British? Yeah, which was weird. It was just not well done. Yeah. Um – and then they they do the they get the experiment. She presses the button, which surprisingly the button is in front of her face. And even with the smart brain, she doesn't know exactly how to push the button. She, right away. Yeah, she waits. Yeah, she waits till she, like one second and yes. then presses it. 
but the machine still blows up. Well, she, I think she told him, like, I don't think this is going to work out well. And he yeah. was like, sh- oh, he shut said, up, shut he, up, woman. Yeah, shut up, woman. And, and uh, again, Dexter, sexist. Uh-huh. Um, also, one thing, how does screwing a new brain into your body change your clothes? I don't know. That And gives her glasses? Yeah, it gave her glasses. Like? It literally, like, he screwed the new brain in. It was like, do, do, do. And then she's in his, like, lab clothes and glasses yeah. and gloves. How does that work? I didn't get that either. I, I don't understand. So, like, um, there were a few, a couple other times where she showed them up, and finally he, like, fires her or whatever. Yeah. And there was there was one thing where she made, like, a hair growth serum. Yeah. And she poured it on his head. That made me laugh And a it, gave, it gave, he looked like David Bowie. Yeah, with, like, Looked like a nerdy David Bowie hair, with yeah. long hair. Yeah, that made me laugh, I yeah. will say. Um, yeah, so that he shows her up a couple times, he fires her, and mm-hmm. then it's science fair time, and he makes his own project. Mm-hmm. Um, with his new assistant, which is a little monkey with symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and, and then Dee Dee. She made a fucking grocery store ride with a pony. In with it. a pony, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she won. Yeah. And the end. Yeah. So like again, um, endings are are very swift and fast. However, I will say at least these are endings because mm-hmm. for the rest of the shows, again. You won't get any endings. You're getting cliffhangers, mm-hmm. um, which annoyed the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ends episode three. That ends episode two. Or I'm sorry, episode two, moving on to episode three. Yes. Um, this is, is this Mandark? This is Dexter's rival. Yes. yes. So this is all about introducing Mandark, which um, I think was good for the show to do. Uh-huh. Um, they were running out of steam with Dee Dee. Yeah, because Dexter needs an actual foil. Yes. That's, that's as smart as him and that can compete with him. Yes. But again, I feel like they sort of botched it a little bit because they took focus away from the Dexter and Mandark rivalry really quickly. They transitioned it to, oh, Mandark wants Dee Dee. I forgot that he even had a crush yeah. on Dee Dee. So the one thing I'll say uh, from the very beginning of the episode, there's too much Dexter butt in this series. Yo, I was just about to say, because why are we allowed to show kid butts? I don't understand. Um, and also, who wears a suit on the first day of school and carries a briefcase? Apparently, in, Dexter. like, fucking elementary school. Um, so, Mandark, who looks like a, a young Denzel Crocker from Failure Odd Parents, mm-hmm. with a little less crazy. So, I yes. guess this is before he went crazy and found out there were fairies. Maybe. Um, but, and then another thing is, Mandark, when he's first introduced, he basically reads the thoughts of the teacher. Because he, he's able to answer a question that wasn't even asked yet. Yeah. Which, how the fuck does that happen? Yeah, it was just weird. And that teacher was teaching all subjects. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, that was weird. Like, they sat down on that desk and had to write an English essay and had to do math and had to do science. And it was like, why aren't you changing out the teachers? Why is it the same dude? Well, and also, all the desks had built-in buzzers so that when they have trivia contests between their two (laughs) smartest students, they just have buzzers and scoreboards on the desks that they can just... They know who's winning. Yep. So, um, so like you said, it tr- it very quickly transitions into Dee Dee and wanting Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. Um, and my question of that was, why are these like nine year olds trying to bone? Mm-hmm. Also, I don't get it. also, I wrote Mandark's laugh is super fucking dumb. Ha 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 ha. But but to me, that laugh is so significant. So like, mm-hmm. even though it's annoying as shit, it's the pattern that he laughs in it's, that makes you remember it's the it. Cadence, yeah, it's yeah. all about that, yeah, recognizable so, cadence. It was I I. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. So this ends again on a cliffhanger of um, Dexter saying that he's going to help out Mandark, mm-hmm. um, bonus sister, <laughs> um, and 
Uh, oh, so the whole thing with Mandark was he wanted Dexter to shut down his lab. Uh-huh. Dexter shut down his lab and is super depressed. And then Mandark falls in love with Dee Dee. Yeah. Um, and Dexter says, yeah, I'll help you, but I want my lab back. And uh-huh. he says, okay, that's fine. So he sends Dee Dee over. And this was fucking so creepy. Uh-huh. He lures Dee Dee into Mandark's lab with fucking candy. Yes. What the <laughs> so fuck? weird. That was just so, I was not a fan. I said, I said is Dee Dee also James Woods? Because, like, because if you remember in the episode of Family Guy where James Woods was on it, they let him out of the house with Reese's Pieces. Like, it was Ooh, just. piece of candy. Ooh, piece, piece of, of candy. candy. Yes. Ooh, piece of candy. Like, it's, it was literally, like, Family Guy just re- took that, probably. It was just so weird. Yeah. Um, so, he, yeah. Uh, Dee Dee gets lured into his lap, into Mandark's lap, and then ends up destroying it. Cutscene, the end, we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, no more of that. Oh, but at the end, Dexter gets his machine back, mm. and he's, like, he's rubbing up on the machine, and I'm, like... My final note for that uh, episode, is Dexter going to fuck that machine? I feel like he might. Well, yeah. That was the thing, too, was that when he turned off the machine, he said, goodbye, my love. And it's yeah. like, oh, no, honey. Yeah. You can't. No. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. The relationships in the show were just fucking weird. Yeah. Um, Second one, again, Dial M for Monkey. This is the one where he has his, uh, what is supposed to be a rival, but only in one short mm-hmm. episode um, with... Uh, another monkey who like got tortured or something mm-hmm. and was like a genetic mutation. Yeah, he he. I think he ran into some asteroid or something that turned him into like this Charlton Heston, yeah. Planet of the Apes monkey man. But like, first of all, his nips were not cool. Yes, that's oh god. His nipples were not fun. Um, and and it was it was voiced by the guy who voiced Brain from Pinky yes, and the Brain. It was because we sat there for five minutes racking our like, brain trying to figure who is out. this voice. It, but it's super familiar. Yes, um, we finally see Agent Honeydew in this one. Yeah, finally see her, and she's making the fuck me eyes. Yeah, and ba- they basically do a little montage where they're like out to dinner and like hanging out and all this sort of stuff and being like really romantic it's weird super weird it's just like that's bestiality like there's one scene where she's just in a towel in the bathroom with the monkey and like i don't remember that she's like clipping his hair or something like that that's fucking it's fucking weird um and then um and then at the end uh the monkey man he's like uh, i want to be just like you yeah so they so they jump off at this random planet where he rips off all of his clothes. And you see the nipples. Yeah, you see the nipples. But he's still wearing his underwear. Yeah, I don't get that. Why didn't he's they just... He's still wearing tidy whities yeah. Because Monkey, when he's not in his superhero outfit, he isn't wearing wear any anything. Clothes. So why do we have to cover up this monkey? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, then... Oh my god, this ending was so bad. So they jump off onto the planet, he rips off all of his clothes, and he just runs away. Flies away, or jumps off. He, and like, oh. He's like swinging on vines. And that's it. That's yeah. the ending. Nothing. Yeah. Like, that's really... You could sum up this episode so fast. Uh-huh. I was like, I am so done with Dial M for Monkey. I don't want to see this anymore. Yeah. It was just... It was... I. You know what? All of these Dexter episodes are unsatisfying, but I think Dial M for Monkey was the most it's, unsatisfying. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So I'm very glad it was done after this. For, yes. for at least the four that we watched. Yes. Yeah. But like I said, there are six episodes. So there mm-hmm. are three more in the entire series. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes back to three acts yeah. with all Dexter shows. And Monkey is seen in those Dexter shows. He just doesn't have dial in for Monkey anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, three out of three. This is the one where Dexter turns old. It's old man Dexter. Old yeah. man Dexter. Yeah. Um, so 
here's here's what I was confused with. So the whole synopsis of the show is that on I think it's Saturday nights, uh-huh. um, there's a late night movie that plays late the, early movie late early it. movie that plays and everyone uh, everyone in the family gathers on the couch and watches it. Mm-hmm. Um, this didn't make sense to me. They wanted Dexter to go to bed. He could stay up later when he's older. The movie came on at eight. Who who fucking goes to bed at eight? If you're like, if you're, I, the thing, the thing they never established how old Dexter is. We have no idea how old he actually is. But I mean, he he can't be older than like, how how old would you assume Dexter is? I want to say like eight or nine. I think mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. I'd say no older than eight. When I was eight, I wasn't allowed to stay up till ten p.m. My so you parents, could at least, you could at least watch a late early movie. I could watch the late early movie. And then my parents would probably send me to bed. Mm-hmm. But like that's the well, that's what I don't get. Why would you send your eight to old eight year old to bed at eight o'clock? I just mm-hmm. don't I don't understand that. That was the first thing. Um, they wouldn't let him watch the movie because it's eight p.m. and that's his bedtime. He needs to go to bed. He can stay up later when he's older. And Dexter was um, tired being told that, so he stayed up all night <laughs> and made um, an age machine basically. Mm-hmm. Which was basically two hourglasses connected to a giant, like, tube. Yes. And he wanted to make himself 21, but then Dee Dee comes in and fucks up the settings. She presses one button and it turns him into an old man. Yeah, which I don't... I don't get. And, like, to me that just shows that Dee Dee is constantly trying to find ways to fuck up Dexter's life. Oh, yeah. Like, she is obviously way smarter than Dexter, knows exactly what she's doing, but is playing dumb Mm -hmm. just to piss him off. Oh, yeah. So yeah, now he's like 85 and everyone is mistaking him for grandpa. Uh-huh. Um, which, okay, this made me laugh every time when Dee Dee would call him grandpa. And I'm not go, grandpa. I'm not grandpa. That made me laugh. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. So I, I will give them credit for that because he would get insistently louder and, and angrier each time. Yeah. So it made me laugh. There was one There was one piece in particular that I remember when Ma, when Dexter's mom was mixing make, bake, uh, mashed potatoes. She was using like literal chicken legs. Really? Like, it looked like literal chicken legs that she was like, because you could see like little chicken feet and it would look like, I was like, what the fuck is she doing? I don't doing? remember that. Um, that was one thing. Um, the walking joke that like when he was coming downstairs. That got old fast. That took way too long. Yeah. Um, and also when she sits down to give everybody dinner and she gives Dexter his dinner as an old man, it was. Applesauce apple, and medicine. Applesauce and medicine. How do you know what medicine to give an old man? Yeah. And here's my other question. Obviously, um, obviously, Grandpa does not live in this household. Uh-huh. We don't ever see a Grandpa in this household. Yeah. How do they know how he got there? Yeah. And how do they? And how do they not realize that it's Dex? How do they not realize that it's Dexter? And like, yeah, like so. That was my question: is like, okay, if he doesn't live with them, he must live in like a senior home or something. Mm-hmm. So why aren't they questioning how he got here and how he's going to leave? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, the applesauce scene freaked me the fuck out. With the IV and everything? Yeah, so eventually Dexter, I think he's like, he doesn't want to eat it. He's not into it. Uh-huh. So they just stick an IV into his arm. Uh-huh. And IV drip applesauce into him. And he goes, mmm, applesauce. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Yeah. Did not like it. Um, they do the walking scene again. Oh, it's 8 p.m. Let's go watch the movie. 
get the walking scene with Dexter again. It takes him forever to get there because he's old. Uh-huh. We get it. Yeah. The joke, like, it landed for a whole two seconds, and that's how long it should have lasted. Yeah. You know, they could have added more context into this if uh-huh. they didn't take a minute and a half yeah. with the whole walking joke. And then, of course, the episode ends where he falls asleep because he's old. Yes. The and, end. And that's the thing is... um. Uh, Dexter's mom goes, oh, he's too old to stay up this late. Yeah. And, uh, ba-dum-bum-ba-dum-bum, and Yeah, yeah. So, that was episode three. Now, moving on to our final episode, and then we'll get into some thoughts that we have. Yes. Um, episode four. Um, this is the one where there's clones everywhere. Yeah, Double Trouble was the name of the first part. But there was way more than double of anything. Yes, exactly. So, in this episode, we meet Dee Dee's friends, Mimi and Lily. Um, I hate those names. Uh, cause Lily is, of course, an Asian, Asian girl, and Mimi is is black, of course. Yes. Um, so I just they she could have given them different names. There could have been different names. And the three of them are part of the Flowers and Fun Society. Yes. Which I put Flowers and Fun Society uh, semicolon for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, they all dress the same. They're all ballerinas. Yes. Um, and, and they all like to fucking destroy Dexter's lab. Mm-hmm. Um, so they make their way into Dexter's lab. Dexter's like, I can't have this right now. And he mm-hmm. ends up duplicating himself, I think. He ends up, I think he first ends up duplicating them so they have somebody to, some people to mess oh, with. Oh, okay. Um, or it's one of those things. He, he duplicate, he duplicates something. Um, one thing too, there's a lot of, uh. There's a lot of rabbits in his. In that was fucked up. Yes, um, because you as you go as you go through the episode, um, Dexter will like chase after the clones, and then all of a sudden a rabbit will pop out of his pants. It's like hey, and it's like they'll do more. Yeah. Stuff. So the reason why there's rabbits everywhere is because um, Dexter has a cage full of them mm-hmm. for testing. Yeah. And I think. It's either Mimi or Lily. One of them lets them out. Yeah. And they go everywhere. And I'm like, fuck yes. Fuck mm. animal testing. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. This just shows that Dexter's a horrible person. He <laughs> tests fu- on fucking animals. He kills children and harvests their brain. <sighs> and he's sexist. Don't be friends with Dexter. Do not watch Dexter. You have some strong feelings about this show. Dexter's a fucking asshole, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, you're right. Um, I think I think Dexter duplicates... The three, uh, P- the Dee Dee, Lily, and Mimi, he duplicates them so they have friends. Uh-huh. And then it just turns into this whole thing where everybody and then, gets duplicated yeah. and duplicated. And it gets so convoluted and hard to follow that I'm like, I don't care anymore. And then there's one point where there's a giant crowd of Dexters. Yes. Um, that it look, It reminded me of uh, Jackass 2.5 where like Johnny Knoxville comes out in the beginning and he's like in front of that American flag screen. He's like, yes. amen, blah, 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 blah. And I wrote that uh, Dexter needs to work on his crowd work because yeah, it was he, it was bad. It was bad. But um, yeah, it just gets very convoluted. And basically, the idea is that there's so many of them that they're just multiplying, 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 multiplying yeah. like rabbits. Yeah. Um, and then it ends with the worst creation of all time. Oh my god, the mul- the fucking multi-headed clone. Yes. Dear so God. It ends. It ends with um, Dexter accidentally cloning everybody at the same time into one being into one person and it was scary and if i watched that as a child i would have probably cried oh that was scary and as that's fuck. how it ended that like that again unsatisfying fast mm. moving on to the next thing yeah um this is no dial in for monkey this is a whole other dexter segment it's called lab story yes 
So, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh, so this was the one with, with the dog. With the dog that he finds. Um, there's a cute little Easter egg where we see Scooby Snacks at one point. That was awesome. I mm-hmm. love that. Um, but this just shows that Dexter's the actual worst because my main note in this was replace the Dexter with the dog and I will like this show. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I said. Ba- and basically the, basically the premise is Dexter finds a dog out on the street. The dog runs back to the lab with him and he's like, oh, I'm going to stay with you. Uh, but then Dexter realizes, oh, quickly, this dog doesn't do anything or I can't figure out what this dog wants. Yeah. Um, so he basically turns him into Doug from Up. Yes, but I will say this when when the dog was able to finally speak, it did make me laugh. Yeah, the dog made me laugh a lot. Yeah. So like the one thing the one thing that Dexter couldn't figure out couldn't figure out is that the dog kept laughing at one of his inventions. Uh-huh. And when the dog can finally speak, he goes, "Hey thing, I gotta show you the thing." Yeah, thing. Ex- exactly. And he puts him over. He's like, "What is it, boy? I don't know, just the thing." And like exactly. That, that made me laugh a lot. And then the food thing. So dinner comes. And yeah. Food for me. Food for me. Like that made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, and this is a great time to bring it up. So the one thing that I very vehemently, vehemently remember about the show is that Dexter tried to keep his lab a secret. Uh-huh. Always tried. Nobody oh, wanted yeah. anyone to figure out the laboratory. Mm-hmm. He didn't want, well, he didn't want his parents to figure it out. So here's the thing. When his dad finds the Labrador Retriever, he goes, Dexter, you didn't tell me you had a lab. Oh, my God. And Dexter's freaking out. Yeah. Oh, my God. My dad found out about my lab. Oh, no, it's just the dog. What the fuck? Dexter has taken his inventions out into the world. His fucking students, like, the students at school know <laughs> what they, what his inventions are. Uh-huh. He, like, why is it that only the parents don't know? Uh-huh. What the fuck? And how was he keeping it a secret from them? Uh-huh. So like that was the one thing that just fucking boggled my mind. Yeah, it's it's cr- it's pretty crazy how they're just so fucking oblivious to everything. Yes, to everything, yeah. and it it just there was no reason for them to be oblivious. Yeah, no reason. Yeah, no explanation, nothing. Yeah. So basically, how the how the episode ends is that Dexter gets fed up with his fucking dog and puts uh, found dog posters up all over the all over the place. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, "I'm done with you. I'm done with you." And then he gets a call. And he's like, "Oh, it's your dog. Okay." And then the guy comes over, and it's his fucking surfer dude. And they talk they exactly, talk exactly the, same. the same. Which and I thought was funny. That was, that was a satisfying ending. It, it, it like, gave okay. me a chuckle. Yeah, yeah. That was an okay ending. Yeah. Um, and that was the end of part two. Yes. Um, and if it sounds like we're running through these really fast, we're really not. Like, the, yeah. these are how the episodes were laid out. And, yeah. And just how they were... Um, presented yeah just very fast very like quick. like we said like they were seven minutes long yeah like crazy short yeah um i didn't get the i didn't get the name of this last part neither did i it but... was also very forgettable too yeah um so basically this one uh dexter's mom told dd to go get dexter and get him make sure he's ready for school okay because that was the beginning she's like go get your brother and uh, make sure he's yeah, ready. yeah and so like the the first minute of the show is is the opening theme of the show it's mm-hmm. it's dd exiting out of her um room and then ballerina stepping over to dexter's room and mm-hmm. opening the door it's it's like literally they just replace the sounds yeah. and that's it like she used a credit card to open to open which the i did, like where did she get a credit like, card from when did she become a master fucking sleuth yeah right um so then at this point, uh, she uh, she wakes Dexter up and Dexter's like, or Dexter was working on, I think, his his greatest creation of greatest all time. Greatest creation of all time. Which was a fucking remote. It was a remote that turned people into animals? Yes. So the entire, again, this episode, and honestly, I, ha- I have a thought about this episode. I think this was supposed to be a pilot. You think so? It just, it feels like a pilot episode. Okay. From the way 
It started the way it ended. Uh-huh. It explained who Dee Dee was. It explained who Dexter was. But we're supposed to know that because this is the fourth episode in the third act. Mm-hmm. So to me, I feel like this was a pilot episode that mm-hmm. somehow just got thrown in there because they didn't want to start with a pilot episode mm-hmm. yeah, for whatever not, reason. Yeah, now that I think about it, like in terms of like how it was structured and what. And, like, yes, because again, this is my greatest invention. Okay, so we know he's an inventor. We know he has uh-huh. a lab. And also it kind of explains the strife between Dee Dee and Dexter yes. and all that sort of stuff. So I, I think it was supposed to be a pilot that they just threw in yeah. as an act and, and mm-hmm. called it a day. Yeah. Um. So basically, again, like I said, it gets very convoluted and messy, kind of like the clone one where Dee Dee and Dexter just are turning each other back and forth, back and forth into different animals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything from a seal to a tiger to, to an, to ostrich. an ostrich. That looks like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan. It's um, what it looked like. So all of that. Uh-huh. Um, and then at the end, um, Dexter's mom finally gets suspicious, even though one of them turns into a bear and starts eating her table. Then yeah. After that, that's when she starts getting suspicious. Exactly. Um, and it, so it ends with them, both of them in Dexter's room fighting for the remote. Now they're slow animals, like a tiny little turtle and a snail. Uh-huh. One of them finally hits the button. They turn back to normal. You kids got to calm down. We need to get ready for school. Again, like the mom being stupid, dopey, oblivious. Uh-huh. And again, the reason why this feels like a pilot is because of her reaction. It's not like a normal reaction from it's the parents. Obliv- it's completely oblivious. It's, and it's more head on from the way that they um, animated her to kind of be like glossy eyed and, and stupid and then uh-huh. walk out. Um, and then when they walk out, you find out that, oh, okay, well, they look normal, but Dee Dee is Dexter and Dexter is Dee Dee. Wow, Freaky Friday. Good job. Yes, it was basically Freaky Friday. Yeah. So. The end. That's how it ended. No explanation as to how they turned back. Nothing. Yeah. So, like I said, I think that was a pilot episode. Yeah. I, now that you mentioned that and yes. now that we kind of, like, walked through it, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yes. And that was the last of the fourth. <laughs> Oh, um, God, that uh, that felt like yeah. So I think oh, now is a good time to explain overall how we feel. Overall, yeah. Um, overall, I didn't really like it. I I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't find myself getting into it. Like, I felt very like it wasn't one of those that like captivated me or like kept yeah. me interested. It was one and of I, those. I think it's because. The episodes are only seven minutes long, so we mm-hmm. don't grow an attachment to anything. Mm-hmm. Our main character is a fucking douchebag, mm-hmm. so we don't like him. Yeah. You know, the, the sister's okay, but, like, there's not much there, you know? Yeah. So I think it's just because because of the lack of characterization, mm-hmm. the lack of time, mm-hmm. you don't grasp onto anything. Yeah, this, this show would have benefited from the current structure of a Cartoon Network show, mm-hmm. where it's two 11-minute segments yes. or a 22-minute episode. Yes. And I think I think it would have very very much have benefited. I would have loved Dexter if it was that. And if they just did not, I don't know why Dial M for Monkey was in there. Mm-hmm. There was no reason for it. Yeah, that could have been completely cut. You could have made that a short to put in with commercials. You could mm-hmm. have made that, you know, something to tack on on the end, not in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have been its own show. Because because it completely breaks up everything that's going yes. on, and it you know. It makes it feels like it felt like that that was something they wanted to make its own show, and yeah. and they put it in Dexter as sort of a pilot to see if people would like it. And I don't think people I, like I said what I think I remember is seeing that and being like, all right, it's time for lunch and walking away. Uh-huh. I don't remember sitting down and watching, and watching it. it. Yeah, um, because a lot of like the the three episodes I we watched. Like, I remembered the character, but I did not remember the stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so overall, I was not a fan of the show. Um, 
Which is sad because I remember liking it a lot yeah. as a kid. I remember watching it a lot. And and I have a very strong fondness for for Gendy Tartakovsky. Yeah. He's an amazing animator, an amazing oh, director. That's the one thing I will say. Like, not totally shitting on the on the show. I did like the animation. The animation, the animation was, was great. Nice. The art, the artwork was really, really interesting. Some of the character design and creature design was very interesting. Great, it was awesome. Yeah, which which goes to show the talent of of Tartakovsky. And that's yeah. and this is not to say that all of his work is terrible. You know, no. Samurai Jack is a modern classic. It is yeah. absolutely incredible. And I think it's sort of this sort of shows sort of the the evolution or sort of the beginning of what kind of he was looking to do, mm. um, because. Because I think something like Hotel Transylvania, which is something that he also worked on as well, yeah. I feel like that's sort of maybe the evolution of where his style has gone. Because I can see, like, having seen some trailers and stuff for Hotel Transylvania, I've never actually seen the movies. But I can sort of see the style of humor yeah. that I think he maybe wanted to do with Dexter or that he was trying to do, mm. that it maybe didn't necessarily work in that format. Yeah, and I mean, for all we know, the format wasn't up to him. Like, the yeah. network might have been like, we want you to try a new format, you know, three mm-hmm. parts, seven minutes each. And he might have been like, well, that kind of throws a lot of us out of and, the water. And maybe, and maybe he didn't have as much, you know... Um, Maybe he didn't have as much creative control over the yeah. show as we think he did. Maybe, or maybe, or maybe it, his show, or maybe his vision of the show was completely different than what we've actually seen. Yeah, or maybe this was his vision. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Either way, not. I like. I loved the animation, uh, and maybe that's why I watched it as a kid. Like mm-hmm. aesthetically, spe- aesthetically speaking, it was pleasing, mm-hmm. but everything else about it was just meh. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't care much for the stories. I guess mm. as a child, you're not supposed to care. Yeah, it's just something to keep your attention for yeah. 20 minutes. And that's exactly what this felt like. was yeah. like, you know, something you would put on for a 20-minute ride for your kid or something. Yeah, exactly. Not something that, like, you're supposed to ingest and, and take in. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I was not a fan of this yeah. show. So, so if you were to rate it on a scale of likelihood to watch the rest of the series from 1 to 5, what would you give it? Like a two. A two. I would give it like a two, I think. Yeah, I, I'd have to go a two as well. Because like, like... I, I mean, I, I'd be interested to see if they decide to... If in later seasons they change the format up. I'm not sure if... Because I don't remember if they did. And I know there was... Uh, somebody mentioned to us that there was a weird reboot, kind of. There was a reboot, yes. That like kind of rebooted the, I don't, the art style and everything. I don't know if the reboot was like very recent within like the 2010s, yeah. or if it was more the 2000s. But there was a reboot. There was a hiatus, and then they did they did shows again. Yeah, they brought it back for a little bit. Um, but I don't remember exactly when that was. Mm-hmm. I just remember that it did in fact happen. Yeah, I'm looking to I'm gonna look it up real quick. So 2000, it looks like 2001 to 2003. There's only there were only four seasons, and it was a uh, revival series from 2001 to 2003. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. I, I didn't think it was anything super super recent. Yeah, and it wasn't done by Tartakovsky. Okay, so like it wasn't True Blue, Dexter. Yes. yes. Um. So there, because there was also a television movie Ego Trip that came out in '99 mm. that was sort of to serve as a series finale. Okay. But then, and then that's when he left to go. That's when Tartakovsky went to go work on Samurai Jack. Okay. Um, but then from 2001 to 2003, they revived the series for two more seasons under a different director and a different production team. Okay. So, so that's probably, which is interesting because it's it's received so much critical acclaim and high ratings during it received that during its run, mm. and it became one of Cartoon Network's most popular and successful series. Yeah, that well, that's the thing is that it was so popular, 
you know, if you if you talk to your friends, I'm sure one of them or multiple of them have have watched Dexter's Lab, and it's one of those it's one of those shows that if you look up, you know, mm-hmm. twelve movies that every '90s or twelve shows that every '90s kid has watched and misses, it's mm-hmm. it's like number three on every list. Well, and there's a whole bunch of animators and creators that have been on that show. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane was was a creator was yeah. an uh, animator. Craig McCracken was a very well known animator on that show who did Powerpuff Girls. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, yep. and Wander Over Yonder, mm-hmm. um, and also Butch Hartman, and mm-hmm. Rob Renzetti, who did uh, My Life as a Teenage Robot for Nickelodeon. Yeah, so like it, it had a cast, it had a team, but it just... Looking at it through 24-year-old eyes and looking at it through sort of what we... What, what we, we look, remembered. What and, we remembered and what we look for, yeah. it just wasn't that pleasing to wasn't. us. wasn't. Yeah. So I gave my rating. What was your rating? I gave it a two as well. Right. I. I I couldn't see myself watching more unless I knew it was going to change itself up a little bit and be different. And even then I would just skip to those episodes. Yeah, because because at least from this early sample size, I didn't see anything that I really enjoyed. Neither did I. It felt like the only thing I really liked was the Rasslor one, and that was just because I like Macho Man Randy Savage. Um and, and there were some parts of some of them that made me chuckle, but it was just kind of yeah. like I was more taken aback by how, like, silly and dumb some of it was. Yeah, that was the thing, is that's what exactly what it felt like. Just silly and dumb and not... Like I said, you don't you don't leave the universe of Dexter's home and Dexter's lab and Dexter's school. Mm-hmm. At least not in what we saw. Not not what we saw. And I, I don't remember that changing. Yeah. Um, so that was my problem, was, you know, you're not given enough time to really connect. You're... You're kind of rushed through everything. It's mm-hmm. very, um, it's just very isolated from from what a real world is supposed to be. Unlike, say, something like Fairly Odd Parents, yeah, or you know, SpongeBob. Or mm-hmm. well, I mean, SpongeBob's not the best, but his world, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I just didn't like about the show either. Yeah, um, I could, but I can see how children would like the show mm-hmm. because yeah. it's fast, it's quick. It, it looks good, and yeah. so you're just glued to the screen. I'd be very interested to see the reaction of a child today. Today watching to wa- it. To have, to have them watch it. I'd be very interested to see yeah. how that would turn out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. So, I have nothing else to say, yeah, personally. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, hey, kudos to it for being good for our childhood, but looking at it as older, older adults... Not what we thought it was when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, no. So, sadly, so. this is like a two-star episode for us. Yeah, two stars. Um, So, yeah, when we come back, I think we're going to pick another show to watch. Evan, did you create your list of, of shows yet? No. Fuck. Okay, we'll just go through my list again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll go through your list and we'll pick a show. We'll be right back. Okay, and now we are back. Yes, we're back. I have my list pulled up. We're not going to read about the show, mm-hmm. but I want you to pick a number 1 through 15. Okay. Any random number. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's do Let's do number 12. Number 12. Yes. Oh, yay! We're going to watch Code Lyoko. Uh. Oh, yes. Anime. So okay, so the <laughs> there's a lot in this, buddy. Oh god. Um. So the other thing that I forgot to mention is that I have looked up how to watch these shows. Okay. So for Dexter's Laboratory, for those who want to watch it, it's on Hulu. Yes, it's on Hulu, and it's also available on Amazon Amazon Prime Video. But you yes. have to you have to buy it. Yes, and and with Hulu, you can just do a, a one month subscription for free yeah, and, and check watch it. Out. it. 
So with Code Lyoko, you can watch the whole season. You can watch the movie. So that's the one thing. There's a movie before the episodes. Wait, do we have to watch? No, I'll, I will. I will sum it up in the first half of episode two of okay, Nostalgia. Thank God. Thank God. Um, so we don't have to watch because it is like a forty-five minute movie. Um, so. You can watch the entire Code Lyoko series along with the movie. You can watch it all through YouTube. It's legit. It's by the network that once owned it. They just sold the rights to YouTube. YouTube has it for free. Um, and it's it's a decent quality. You know, it's it's a 90s, 2000s-ish kind of thing. So decent quality that you can watch it for uh, YouTube. Just type in Code Lyoko. You'll find it. Um, but I'm really excited to watch because this was like... One of my favorite shows that nobody knew about as a kid, so I'm super excited. And to watch I it. and I never really watched much anime as a kid. So. I will t- I will preference this by telling you that yes, it is anime style, but is a it's a French show. Okay. So it's not super anime. Okay. It's not like you know, it's not like um Naruto or okay. or anything like that. Um, but yes, there is. It has an anime style about it, but it is a French show. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. So now that we have done our little spiels, Evan, what do you want to promote? Oh God. Uh, so so for me, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at e underscore Williamson ninety three. I'm on Twitter there, tweeting about all sorts of random shit. Um, if you're interested in comedy or comedy stylings, you can catch me at the Improv Comedy Power Hour at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem, PA, every second and fourth Saturday. Uh, at 10.30 p.m. Uh, also, I'll be part of a upcoming sketch comedy show at Steel Stacks called Challengers of the Well-Known, Except Nothing Dirty. That'll be on Saturday, April 7th at 10.30 p.m., also at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem, PA. So if you're in the Bethlehem area, come on, check it out. And if you want more information, go to www.steelstacks.org comedy. Awesome. Okay, so for me, um, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter a lot. Um, that is Ann Lynn, A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Whenever I do anything on the internet, that's where I post it. Um, as for Nostalgia Cops, and as for me and Evan, we do have another uh, podcast. If you haven't heard it yet, it's called Read Between Podcast, where we tell improvised stories. And it's a lot of fun, and we have a lot of cool guests, and you should listen to it. So if you just go on your device and type in wherever you listen podcasts, if you just type in Read Between Podcast, mm-hmm. you'll find it. Yeah. And give it a listen. Um, you know, rate us there, rate us here. We would love to know your thoughts. Yeah, and as for this show, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at NostalgiaCops. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash NostalgiaCops. Yep. Uh, you can, uh, if you have any questions or anything you want to send to us, our email address is NostalgiaCops at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have shows that you watched as a kid that you're pretty sure that we've never seen, mm-hmm. I'd love to add it to the list. We have yeah. a huge list of like 130 shows. I'd mm-hmm. love to add yours to the list and keep this going. And if you want to tell us why our opinion about Dexter's Laboratory is totally wrong, even, yes. though, even though I am sure I will be happy to debate you on that feel free to send us an email let us know what you thought and let us know your opinion on uh, on any of the shows that we talk about yeah if you have any cool fan theories or anything like that we'd love to hear from you yeah all right well that's gonna do it for this month next month we'll be talking about code lyoko um so stay in tune for that and have a great weekend everyone take care